Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune One Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today we're going to be talking about something very interesting and very important. We're calling it intimacy with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is often described as a force or a feeling. It's rare that people acknowledge him as a person in the Godhead. I wonder why. I mean, we're so quick to call on God the Father. We're so quick to remember Jesus who died on the cross of Calvary for us. But it's rare that people acknowledge the Holy Spirit who is the person dwelling in us as God. It's quite strange because Jesus actually said he is going but not leaving us without help. He said he will send a helper who will guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. If we want to live and walk in truth, we must live and walk in and with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is not close to some and far from others. A lot of people have a funny view of how the Holy Spirit operates. They think he operates only with, you know, people who are prophets, pastors, people who cast out demons, people who heal the sick and all of that. People always deny the power of the Holy Spirit. They don't just deny his person. They also deny his power because they haven't seen it in their lives. And so they just feel, oh, he's definitely for certain people or his operation is limited to certain people. But if we want to be honest, he will be real to you to the degree that you allow him. It's almost like God. God is going to use an individual to the extent that that individual allows him. It's not on God, it is on you. God has made everything available to us. As a matter of fact, God is actually seeking men who are going to carry his power on the earth. So it's not him that is holding back his power. It is us that are limiting his use of us by not submitting or fully surrendering to his work in us. So it's very important that you know today that the Holy Spirit isn't for some people and not for others. As a matter of fact, he is going to indwell you and he is going to do work through you to the extent that you allow him to. So today we're going to be looking at five tips for growing in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. These tips are largely my experience, study of the Word of God, as well as reading books that have helped me understand the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, beyond passing this information across, beyond you just listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that you actually allow the Holy Spirit minister to you. And I'm praying that you move from just a head knowledge of the Holy Spirit to an experiential knowledge of the Holy Spirit. It makes all the difference. Now, let's get right into our five tips. First of all, I know he's a spirit, but I need you to forget just for a minute that he's a spirit. Make him a friend. You know how you see your friends every day and you engage and you communicate with them. The Holy Spirit needs to become that real to you. You need to be able to communicate and involve him in every single thing that you do. I've grown to a point where I involve the Holy Spirit in deciding what I'm wearing daily. I involve him in what I want to eat. I involve him sometimes the way I want to have my hair up to the smallest detail I involve him because I know that he's right there. He's right inside of me. So it's not even a case of picking up my phone and calling a friend far away or getting on Skype to video call someone. He's right there 
he is in the moment with me he's present as i'm speaking right now he's present with you he is in you and sometimes we're the ones limiting his communication with us because we don't even realize he's there like we deny his presence and when you deny someone's presence it's very rare that you're able to hear them so i need you to realize that the holy spirit is always there with you and so you need to communicate and involve him now i know at the beginning i said forget that he's a spirit there's definitely a place for honor there's definitely a place for reverence but i need you to take away the whole idea of him just being this mighty holy spirit that you cannot interact with because as a matter of fact he's in us to interact with us so quit denying him the opportunity to fellowship with you start communicating and involving the holy spirit in everything secondly create the environment that he thrives in now he's not called the holy spirit just for show he's not called the holy spirit just because he's part of the godhead as a matter of fact the holy there is very intentional the holy spirit cannot move in every environment we must intentionally create a conducive environment for him to flow. Now, holiness is one of the first things that God will teach us when we come to Christ. Holiness is like being set apart. It is being separate. It is, it is being consecrated for Christ, for God. Holiness is not just about not sinning because it is beyond actions. It's actually a thing of the heart. And daily, if we allow the Holy Spirit, He circumcises us. He teaches us more holiness, not just in our actions, in our words, as well as our thoughts. So it is important we create the environment that He can thrive in. Now, you go to certain services where you would actually see people falling under the power of the Holy Spirit. You see people manifesting in all dimensions, in all forms. Do you realize that you don't see this every day? You only see it at certain services because those people have committed time to preparing a conducive environment for the Spirit of God to flow. Now, there are certain fellowships, certain places that you would go that you would never see this happen. And I can tell you why straight up. For some people, apart from the fact that they haven't given themselves to the discipline of prayer, it is also a case of there might be strife present there. There might be jealousy in the hearts of the people. There might be envy. You know, those secret sins that are not just very obvious are in the hearts of people. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell in such a place. He is a Holy Spirit. You as an individual, the Holy Spirit wants to flow through and in you. However, you need to realize that if you do not create a conducive environment for him to move, we limit his move in our lives. So this is a call for people right now. You need to know that. If you really want to see the power and the move of the Holy Spirit, you must create that environment for him to move. Holiness must be your nature for you to see his move in your life. Holiness must be your nature. Thirdly, we must realize that we must give the Holy Spirit raw materials. He doesn't just do abracadabra and just remind us of things out of the blues. He doesn't just do some magic and just do things through us. No. For someone who hasn't paid the price in prayer, paid the price in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, isn't randomly going to wake up tomorrow and raise the dead. It doesn't work like that. Now, he works with God's word. God's word is the raw material that the Holy Spirit uses to bring out bring about all of this power that we see the move that we so yearn for 
So you need to feed your spirit with God's word and empower him in your life. You cannot be wanting to walk in intimacy with the Holy Spirit and be far from your Bible. You cannot be denying yourself of Bible study and be expecting to see a move of the spirit in your life. No, the spirit of God works with raw materials and that raw material is the word of God. So here is your reminder for the week to spend time in God's word this week so that you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, the difference with reading the Bible and reading the Bible is some people read the Bible and they're just reading the words on the on the, on, on the pages of the Bible. And you need to realize that anybody can do that. An atheist, a Muslim, a Buddhist, anyone can pick up the Bible and read it. Now, the difference with just reading the Bible and actually studying and being open to revelation is the Holy Spirit. Now, what the Holy Spirit does when we read the Bible is that he grants us insight. He gives us revelation into the deep things of the Bible, the deep things of the words that you see on the pages of the Bible. You're not just reading those words anymore. No, the Spirit of God is communing with your own spirit and he's opening you to deeper revelation. This is why for anyone who wants to go in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you cannot not be studying your bible it will not work so i really encourage you if you are looking to get intimate with the holy spirit it's a good place to start read your bible i mean don't deny the place of prayer do not do not deny the place of worship and praise but it is very important that you are also studying your bible fourthly study about him study about this holy spirit you have to know his nature now, when you get a new friend, you learn about them intentionally. You don't just hope that, oh yeah, friendship grows and we all remain tight and all is well. No, you actually give time. You actually intend in your heart to learn about this person. Now, you really need to get to know who the Holy Spirit is. I think it was the second year after I gave my life to Christ. That entire year was spent learning about the Holy Spirit. I, I largely didn't do a lot with other things in terms of like just reading the bible or reading about the gifts of the spirit no i spent time studying about the person which is the holy spirit i also read a book titled secrets of the secret place and several other books with regards you know the spirit of god communing the holy spirit and all of that and it was a wonderful foundation to you know the faith life that i live right now it is important that you get to know the nature of the Holy Spirit in as much as he's a part of the Godhead, in as much as he is the Spirit of God. He has his own peculiar nature. Now, God is so merciful. God is so gracious to us. He's actually giving us information about the Holy Spirit in the Bible. This is why you read your Bible, guys. This is the reason why you must spend time reading the Bible so that you can even know more about the spirit that you host within you. So I really want to encourage you, the same way you spend time getting to know your partner or your friend, you must spend time getting to know the Holy Spirit. Don't feel weird if you need to sit down and actually ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, tell me about you. The way you sit down, you know, when you're walking on the street and a guy tells you, oh, hi, can I know more about you? Or sometimes, you know, guys on social media, they text you, they leave you messages and they tell you, I want to know more about you. Honestly, as we're honest, some days I'm tempted to text them have you asked the holy spirit to know more about him but i mean that's going to be really cheesy and you know for some people they might not find it funny but i i'm just like playing obviously but really you must sit down and get to know the holy spirit ask him about himself 
get into the Bible, read about him. In prayer, you get deeper insights, you get deeper revelation about the person of the Holy Spirit. Finally, release. Release. If you are trying to grow in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you must release. This is such a personal tip for anyone who's trying to grow in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. I don't know if you guys have ever gone out and tried to catch the wind. Exactly. It probably sounds funny to you because you cannot catch the wind. Apart from the fact that it is the atmosphere, apart from the fact that it is vapor, it is air. It is also a case of you cannot see where it is going and where it is coming from. Even the Bible says that that is how it is for someone who is under the influence of the spirit. They're like the wind. It is just going and coming. You cannot see or tell where it is going or where it is coming from. Now, the Holy Spirit blows wherever and however you cannot create parameters for the holy spirit you cannot now it is very different from the natural human being we like control we like order we like to have things in structure that's how the human being is however the spirit of god while he is a spirit of order you need to realize that you cannot create parameters for him you cannot say okay holy spirit this is how far you can go Okay, you can, the way the Holy Spirit works, I'll give you an example. One day I was on the train to work and I was just sitting on my own, on my own, just like that. The Holy Spirit just said, go and give that woman a flyer because I I carry my church flyers in my back. He said, go and give her a flyer. And her face was so discouraging, I have to be honest. And I was like, Holy Spirit, I, I don't know, not today. The Holy Spirit said, go and give her a flyer. You're not going to believe I walked up to her, handed her a flyer. She screamed at me and she literally went, it is too early for all of this. I was so embarrassed. Honestly, if I want to be honest with you, like it was sad, obviously, that I was embarrassed. And I remember feeling so sad. And I, I said to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're the one who told me to do this. Why did this man shout at me? It was later on I realized that God was preparing me for the numerous other rejections I was going to get in evangelism, which was fine because that was so painful. And so when I experienced it the next time, it didn't even mean anything to me. I was like, ah, that's fine. The gospel still prevails. So now you need to realize that if you're someone who you've woken up in the morning and you're saying, oh, today I'm not talking to any stranger. The Holy Spirit says, go and talk to that person. And then because you have decided, I'm not talking to a stranger. Do you realize that you're going to disobey the spirit of God? So what I'm trying to say is that in working with the spirit of God, in working and in walking with the spirit of God, you must release. You cannot create parameters for him. You cannot limit him. You just have to give him space and allow him to do whatever he wants to do. This is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a spirit. He's like the wind. He moves and blows wherever and however. And I am a living witness telling you today that honestly, it's not every time you can determine the move of the Spirit of God. More than half of the time, you cannot. All you need to do is to move in step with him so that when he speaks, you hear, you listen, and you obey. This is how we walk in the Holy Spirit. As you read about him, as you study about him in the Word of God, you would realize these things. God is going to open your heart to understanding his person and his nature. Okay? So I really, really hope that these five tips are going to help you even more in walking with the Holy Spirit, in growing in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Now, there's no better time to grow in intimacy with the Holy Spirit than now, okay? We're in the perilous times. We're in times that are so uncertain. But guess what? God has not left us without a helper. He has given us the spirit of truth, which is the spirit that is guiding us into all truth part-time. 
This is why we need to walk with the Holy Spirit. Enough of doing trial and error with our lives. Enough of guessing. Enough of hoping. Walk with the Spirit of truth and have certainty in your walk with God and have accuracy in your walk with God. I'm praying that even as you listen to this, the Spirit of God is going to minister to your heart. He's going to fill you with a deep hunger, a deep yearning, a deep desire to grow in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have an amazing week. God bless you. This is Fortune Podcast, navigating life and relationships. Love and light. Bye. Thank you.